What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pixelist Podcast, the podcast about all the nerdy things we love and enjoy. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Will. That's Blake. That's Blake. And today, we're here to talk our little DD B&B. Pretty cool role. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back for the new year. Yeah. Never <laughs> left, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, it, it didn't, but it feels better to say we're bringing it back. You know, it just True. increases the hype, but... You know what? We don't even need to increase the hype because the hype in and of itself is just that we're back. Even though we didn't really leave, it just feels like it's been so long since we talked CR. Oh, yeah. We're and, so back. <laughs> you keep pulling me back. Um, and on top of that, <clears throat> CR comes back tomorrow after a pretty long hiatus. So just, you know, I, I can kind of feel the excitement in the air. And it's just it's good. It's good to be back. Good to see you. I'm excited to talk today. How are you doing? I'm feeling a little low today, but you're bringing some you're bringing some energy, which is bringing me up. I can tell you're you're excited for our conversation. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. let me go ahead and bring us back down if I <laughs> yeah, can. Please, please do, please do. <laughs> so uh, you you sipping on a cup of coffee over there? You know it. I've been, cup number two is it is cup number two, and it is late, but mm-hmm. you know, creature of habit. So we were sitting out, was prepping for this, and I was like, a coffee kind of mm-hmm. sounds good. I'm just glad you've embraced who you are. You know? Yeah. 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 It's been a long journey, but it just gets really dark all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Another pod, another pod. Um, Yeah. But yeah, today y'all we're, we're back talking about some CR. Um, there's a couple quick things I want to throw out at y'all's faces before we dive in. Um, first and foremost, we got, like I said, CR tomorrow. Um, but, um, Oh, Lost my train of thought, but we're back on track. This past CR, the one we're about to talk about here, it was the last one that Crit Roll Stats um, is ever covering. Um, you know, who knows what may happen? Somebody will take the torch and, you know, maybe similar things will still be covered by some party. Um, but in any case, Crit Roll Stats, as we've always known them, has kind of hung up the cleats. Um, mm-hmm. Episode 81, the last one they will be covering. Uh, and you know, those of you that watch Blake and I, you've heard us say this before, but, um, that was a valuable resource to us. So we are sad to see them go. Um, like I said, it'll be interesting to see if, if other people pick up that slack, but one thing I wanted to put forth, um, or we wanted to put forth Blake and I is, uh, and if you've been watching us for a long time, we did, we did feel this out a long time ago now, um, when we first started doing these, but I just wanted to re-ask you guys how much you liked our current recap format. Um, you know, because we we do have a pretty in-depth, usually like a 20-minute recap of each ep, um, which we can clearly still do moving forward. But um, I don't want to speak for Blake. I know for me, at least, the Crit Roll Stats was a tremendous resource in prepping that recap every week. Um, so not that I don't want to do that i still plan on doing that but i figured this would be a good time to just check in in case everybody was like man we would really just prefer like the five minute recap of each episode so um just throwing out the feelers there um just you know let let your voice be heard if you love the current recaps great but if you maybe would prefer a shorter one you know we're interested (laughs) to hear about that too so um 
Yeah, I uh, you definitely feel not having crit roll stats because I, um, I'm I'm doing the first half of the recap, yeah. right? Yeah. Today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had already watched the first half. I watched the first half like two days after the episode aired, which was like, like two or three two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so today I just needed to watch the second half. And then I realized I don't remember at all what happened in the yeah. first half. So I tried Googling to see like, is there like, did anyone pick up the torch? They didn't, at least not for Google's sake. Yeah. So I ended up rewatching the entire episode just because I couldn't remember like all oh, the well, details. Oh, wait, well, Crit Roll Stutz existed yeah. for this one. I didn't know that. I thought it ended. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, this I was the it, last one. It, yeah. So as, yeah, as you said that and you're a second ago with your spiel, I was like, you mean to tell me that it was up for this episode? Oof. So, <laughs> yeah, big um, oof. But. but yeah, you know, and this this isn't a coming from a place of Blake and I don't want to do the longer recaps anymore. I just figured this was a good opportunity to kind of revisit that and just get a pulse on what you guys would prefer. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, let us know. Um, other than that... Um, Join the Discord, like always. We've got a link down below. Um, apologies uh, for it not being as active the past couple of weeks with, you know, the holidays and everything. We actually haven't had our Sunday Funday watch party in, I think, two weeks. Going to try to write that and uh, get back to those uh, as soon as uh, this week, hopefully. Uh, we still haven't decided what the next thing we're going to watch is, though. But keep an eye maybe out. A little, uh, maybe a little GDQ Oh, action. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, know? that was the next thing I wanted to bring up is... um. This Sunday, GDQ starts. Now, I don't know. Blake and I usually put out like a quick video every mm. time. I don't know. if We haven't talked about this, so we might do that. Um, so if so, I don't want to give the whole spiel here. But very quickly, it's a speedrunning charity event. And speedrunning is just the act of completing games as quickly as possible. Uh, it's one of Blake and I's favorite things. Um, I look forward to it every year. Happens twice a year. And it'll be a full week long. So starting this Sunday, it'll run literally 24-7 until the following Sunday. Um, <clears throat> it's a great time. We made a channel in the Discord specifically for it to you know talk and chat and hang out there if you're going to be um, watching. But again, that's coming this Sunday. Uh, we'll probably talk more about it in our live stream on Friday, too, as that's like mm -hmm. leading yeah, right up to that. it almost. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, we just to segue a little bit. Um, we do have a Friday live stream for us to kind of just hang out and chat with you all. So um, leading up to GDQ, you might jump into our stream on Friday. It's at one o'clock central time. Um, and especially if you have any comments about Critical Role, Worlds Beyond Number, D&D &D in general, especially if you have DM questions. We got a great question last week about like the best race, for example, for new players. Um, you can leave those in the Discord. We have a channel for it. Or you can just comment on the video. Uh, this video is fine, and we'll be sure to talk about it uh, in our live stream on Friday. Yeah, perfect. Um, so I think, I think those are the only things... Um... So join the Discord. We're going to get the Sunday fun days going. Um, let us know about the recaps and check out. Come hang with us on uh, Friday at 1, not 1.30. I'm getting, getting better. Bro, bro you can't <laughs> I got to keep saying it confusing it. people. It's a PR thing. It's like <laughs> you just don't say it or else people think it. <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad. Um, but yeah, in any case, y'all, happy new year. Um, it's good to be back. So, oh, yeah. I guess so uh, back. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, <laughs> bringing it back. Uh, we're going to talk a little Critical Role episode 81. Do you know the title of this episode? The Eve of the Red Moon, which, yes, if which, you watched our last episode, there was some, you know. Yeah, some yeah. title shenanigans. Yeah. This is, in fact, The Eve of the Red Moon. And whenever we do our recap, we'd like to do that as a separate. Um, we'll cut it out and we'll put it up as a separate video. So if you're watching just that video, if you check the description of this video, we actually have a link to our full discussion. Uh, or if you're listening to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can check our YouTube channel to see our full discussion as well. Um, but this episode opens up with the party uh, really having some downtime before moving on to um the the big mission the scouting mission of heading to ruidus uh they're making some small talk ladna does reveal that um uh she felt like she couldn't uh be around the shard um because of um uh delilah inside of her uh, and then also Chetney throws out to the, to the party like, hey, has anybody thought about asking Grandma Morgan for a wish, uh, which is a ninth level spell in D&D where you can literally remake reality with it. Um, very Thanos-esque, I guess. Uh, to which the party's kind of like, you know, you said that pretty casually. Um, I think FCG even's like, FCG's even like, you know, like, what are you going to do with that? And even Imogen warns Chetney to say, you know, hey, there's typically kind of like a monkey's paw thing that happens there. Um, we segue over to Fern and, uh, Ashton who are effectively testing out their new powers. Uh, Ashton has the ability to submerge into the earth and travel through the earth like water. Uh, he also has a hulking sort of, uh, behemoth craggly form, whereas, uh, Fern has a, um, uh, sort of this fiery essence, not unlike uh, uh, Keyless form from Legend of Vox yeah. Machina in Campaign 1. It's kind of the vibe that I got from it. Um, and just like Ashton can move through the earth, it seems like Fern has some sort of like very quick, almost instant movement that leaves these black scorch marks into the ground. Um, they also test out their sort of chemistry together with their superpowers, which the <laughs> players, um, it's actually a pretty funny bit of, um, you know, they, they keep thinking they're going to like make out or something, but anyway, <laughs> um, but they do test out their powers together. And there is one moment where Ashton's hammer, which has the jewel affixed in it from way back when they were on Asilra, um, Ashton has Fern hit it with a scorching ray and the three beams of the scorching ray actually scatter out into six separate beams. Um, mostly satisfied, they head back to the group and uh, back with the group, they decide that they want to do a shared dream together. Um, it is Imogen, FCG, uh, Ladna, and Orem, I believe who want to do a shared dream with Imogen as Imogen effectively wants to spy on the bloody bridge again, and more specifically on Ruidus. We get a description of Imogen sort of like going through her memories, uh, memories of Ladna, of her home, all these different things before eventually arriving on Ruidus uh, in this sort of like astral projection kind of way almost. Um, and then goes through the surface of Ruidus down through caves underneath Ruidus and even flowing water. And Matt describes uh, rivers and even like 
almost like an ocean of water underneath Ruidus, uh, as well as these teal crystals that are affixed within the caverns uh, before finally arriving at presumably the core of Ruidus, where Imogen feels completely at home. And Matt even asks her, do you resist or do you give in, basically? And she's like, I'm giving in. Um, her friends, the, the spell ends, her friends disappear, and Matt describes this feeling of basically being home, that she's never felt more at home than this moment. The party wakes up, including Imogen. Uh, Orem, who we've seen to be somewhat suspicious of Imogen's intents with the Rudis power, asks, you know, like, hey, you kind of lingered a little bit after us. You know, what happened? Um, Imogen kind of plays it off. Orem rolls a nat 20, uh, for an insight check and gets a whisper from Imogen on this. Um, and then we get some kind of like a weird, are we the baddies energy of uh, Imogen talks about how she felt at home and Ladna's like, that's good, right? Didn't we say like, we want to embrace it now? Like we want to give into it now? And FCG's kind of like, yes, but that's, <laughs> are we the baddies? Like that seems like there's something off there. Um, meanwhile, um this is a little bit out of order i think i think chetney actually did this beforehand but chetney goes to morgan to get his wish knocks on the door it's a speaking door he tells the door that where he comes from there are doors with names to which the door asks you know what's a good name for a door uh, he says the name dorian and bordor to which the door says you know that's a little bit too on the nose for me and finally uh he gives him the name push pull sir push pull <laughs> before welcoming <laughs> chetney into uh grand uh, grandmother wren's uh, Ren, uh morgan's collection room <laughs> um and basically asks for his wish to be i want to be the greatest toy maker in the world uh to which morgan says you will be notorious uh, and in return, asks for something very small, a shard of Pradathos uh, for them to bring back on their mission. All this to say, he does reveal to the party that he did ask for a wish, to which FCG is like, you know, I'm sure you wouldn't do anything that would, you know, put us in jeopardy and that it wasn't selfish at all. Uh, and Chetney's like, no, it definitely was selfish. It was totally and completely for me. <laughs> um, all that to say, the party goes to sleep to prepare for the next day. Um, but not before Orem sneaks off and goes to Morgan's collection room to make a wish of his own and effectively bargains and says, I will be your champion. I will serve you. Um, I will work for you. But in return, my friends all have to make it back alive. And there's a bit of a clever wordplay back and forth with them um, before Orem very deliberately says they have to all come back alive for this deal to take effect. Um, the night ends and, um, I think, do we go to break before they head back? I believe so. Right. Yeah. Or I think they... that's where it goes to break. Okay. Why don't you take it from there? Yes, sir. So we, we pick up basically the next morning, still at Morgan's house. <clears throat> the crew comes down and, you know, has some breakfast. Um, <laughs> of note here is that, you know, there's food at breakfast, obviously, but Nana Mori also has something for FCG to eat as well. So she tosses him this like silver orb with like etchings on it that like kind of look like faces, but you can't really tell. Orum takes a look at it and he's like, yeah, I don't think these are faces. <clears throat> so FCG eats it and then burps and like within the burp, you can hear like screams. <laughs> so <laughs> not entirely sure what's going on there, um, <clears throat> but they have breakfast. Everyone kind of says their goodbyes. And then we have Allura and Morgan kind of collaborate 
on the um, plane shift back to Exandria. Morgan helping with the whole time dilation aspect of it, so that they don't they didn't lose any time from coming here. So as this is happening, it kind of feels like a moment is stretching on for hours, but the party eventually kind of tumbles through space and lands back on the prime material plane um, near the western encampment of the Hellcatch Valley. So from here, they can, you know, see Ruidus, see the bloody bridge um, and see kind of this ramshackle fortress uh, a little bit away. And all around there are signs of battle and wreckage because um, warfare has begun, but it's still just been this kind of testing of boundaries phase where the Rylora are kind of staying guarding the bloody bridge. There hasn't been like a full on, you know, butting of heads yet. They see um, all sorts of war mages, druids, banners, you know, representing all the nationalities around Exandria um, until they eventually enter the gates of this encampment uh, led by Allura. <clears throat> and as they enter, they are approached by a group of people who are flanked by a ton of guards. So of these people that approach them, we have an orcish man <clears throat> who is well-dressed, handsome. We have a female dragonborn with only one arm. Um, wearing the tabard of the Taldori Council, and finally an elder man, <clears throat> an elderly man with darker skin, who is like massively ripped um, and wearing the colors of the Stormlord. So Allura introduces Bell's Hells to all of these people, essentially, and we find out that the three are um, Mythtaker Key Mendozi, um, Guardian Topher Bertoris. Excuse me, the, the first one was the first person I described. Um, mm-hmm. So Guardian Topher Bertoris is the Dragonborn. And finally, Earthbreaker Groon is the ripped Elder guy. I was um, like, very sorry, I was very much Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I <laughs> I know that guy. The, from... the pointing <laughs> meme, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, classic. Uh, so the introductions are, are handed out um, and the crew is escorted to like the main war tent. Uh, where um, Keyleth and Percy are as well. Um, but Fern can't help but notice that Earthbreaker Groon is kind of heavily eyeing down her herself, Fern, and also Imogen. Um, so they make their way into this tent, and basically everyone's going over the plan. <clears throat> There's going to be um, illusions of these beasts basically attacking the Rylora as a distraction for Bell's Hells. And in conjunction with these illusions, we also have these meat wagons, essentially, that um, (laughs) will provide bloodshed and gore so that the illusions seem more real. Um, We're also talking about, um, because the Rylora can kind of sense nearby mines, that they're going to have to use scrolls of non-detection to help, like, stay stealthy, Bell's Hells is. Um, Groon pipes up Earthbreaker Groon and says that, you know, his men are going to be on the front line. So like, do not waste their sacrifice. And they decide, okay, let's, we all are pretty much ready. Let's set everything in motion in one hour. And Allura tells Bell's Hells like, Hey, just learn everything you can get as much information as you can. Who are the Ray Laura? What do they want? You know, if there's any leaders that can be negotiated with yada, 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 uh, just anything you can learn. Fern goes over to Groon uh, during this and is like, hey, why were you staring at us? And he says, my eyes don't see, they sense. And she know, or he knows that Imogen and Fern are both Ruidus born. And like several heads in the room turn at this because they didn't know. And they're like, we're sending Ruidus born to Ruidus? Like, can we trust them? And um, Topher Batoris pipes up and is like, I've sent Ruidus born like 
to to help in this before and like they forgot their mission and like turned sides and joined the rest of them and bell's hell's like that's not gonna happen orum is like our connections to the moon have allowed us to get this far like it's an asset and allura stands with him and is like yes like i vouch for them you know if you if you trust me if you trust the voice of the tempest then you know trust bell's hell's and um grun's like yeah you know i trust that they're capable and if not the storm will find them basically threatening them. Um, so final preparations are made and Imogen lets the, the party know that like, Hey, the pull of Ruidus is like extremely strong. Um, and they're like, Hey, just let us know if it's too much. And, um, Lana has a quick conversation with Keyleth during this time who looks very distracted. Um, she's kind of just looking at the plans, the site, and she kind of says, we have to set him free. And Lana kind of wonders if that's why Keyleth is going to be the one escorting them so that she could potentially help Vax. Um, <clears throat> Keyleth says, uh, no, that's not why. And Lana rolls an insight check, but she rolls very poorly. Um, Keyleth just says it's her responsibility to the people of this world to help. And if she can also help Vax, like that's great too. And Lana's like, well, yeah, but don't forget he's empowering the bridge. So if he's gone, then we might be stuck because, you know, there's no teleportation that works to get to Ruidus. And Keyleth's like, yes, of course, it's going to stay until the mission is done. But when it's done, we need to set him free. <clears throat> so after that, preparations are finalized. Um, Earthbreaker Groon approaches Imogen once more and places his hand on her shoulder. And she telepathically is like, what's up? Can I help you? And his voice doesn't answer back, but instead a booming voice that says, you have my eye. There is greatness in you. Do not let us down. And this is the voice of the Storm Lord, the deity. Um, Imogen says she won't let them down and Gruen walks away. So <clears throat> Keyleth asks, is everybody ready? And they essentially begin. The meat wagons go off with Allura and Key, who are going to be the illusionists. And Keyleth and Bell's Hells, you know, go the other way. And she's like, stick close to me. Uses the scroll of non-detection. And then she uh, casts Wind Walk on everyone, which kind of makes them like misty and gives them a fly speed. So they take off flying, kind of arrive and kind of hide in these trees um, while the meat wagon illusions begins to conflict with the Rylora. And uh, Keyleth begins casting this spell, like basically causing this huge like storm to approach. So the party put on their kind of vanguard um, disguises and the, you know, just everything kind of gets set off at once. And so Bell's Hells kind of take off towards the gates, uh, hopefully using the distraction to go in unnoticed. And uh, they make stealth checks with advantage and roll extremely well. And that's basically where the episode ends. Um, again, that was episode 81 the Eve of the Red Moon. If you're just watching the recap, you can find our full discussion linked below. Yeah. Great job. Let's get into it. You too, man. Oh, you man. Too. Feels like we are on the eve of something big. Of the Red Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, for sure. That, that's... um Citing back to the beginning of this episode, that's one of the reasons I guess I'm I'm so amped is because uh, that left us on kind of such a big cliffhanger for this big moment. We're finally going to Rudis, and uh, you know then there was what like a three week hiatus with the holidays and uh, mm -hmm. Gandela. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow we're finally going to get to to pick back up on this, and I'm I'm real excited. Um, you know, yeah, and I mean, 
sorry go ahead no i I was just gonna say you know this is like for a number of episodes now we've kind of been you know wondering like what's like will they go to the moon and now it's like just finally here so yeah well and it seems like this kind of had vibes of like final save point a little bit like they got some you know, not that they won't get any further like boons or help right. on Rudis. You know, Ira is still there. Um, but you know, they got a lot of items, they got a lot of help. Yeah. Um, FCG got a weird egg thing, you know, face egg that he yeah. consumed without much question. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, I mean, and we also got some insights as to where Pradathos may be, which it speaking of egg, it seems like Rudis itself may be an egg that it, that Pradathos may be down in the core of it. Um, so we may see the party dungeon delving um, to reach Pradathos. Yeah. I, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's, I'm real curious what's going to actually happen. Cause we've, you and I have speculated on this, you know, with, with Ludinus's plans, like, is he trying to use harness V 2.0 on, Pradathos. We know that he he's been there for some amount of time, not like mm-hmm. not a long time, but at least a little bit and like nothing's happened yet. So perhaps Ludinus is dungeon delving to like try to get to Pradathos, you know, you know, putting it simply, but um <clears throat> we know they're just supposed to be there on recon. So like hypothetically let's say Pr- Predathos is like in the center of the planet like and there's like a journey that you have to go get to him would Bell's Hells set off on that journey at, at this point with their current mission like would they feel like we need to do that to get the correct information or would they be like okay that we're not there yet this is just information gathering you know so I, I just don't, I don't know, know what to expect I, I mean I'm so curious what what lewdness is doing too I mean it's yeah. been a few weeks, right? I th- I think so. It's it's definitely been at least two weeks since the the event where the party yeah. got split. You know, because I I think it's safe to say it's at least been a week or two since that. But then you I know the whole Feywild. Probably... Sorry, sorry I was actually say even I think it's been a couple weeks even since they re got back together. Yeah, I I think you're right. So I don't. <clears throat> Like, I don't know if it's been like a month, but I think it's I think it's safe to say it's been at least a couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, like what's what's going on up there? Is there mm-hmm. this seemingly like something else needs to happen, whatever that may be? Like, do you need to go push him until Pradathos wakes up or, you know, like what's they just they basically gained access to Rudis, but perhaps Pradathos is still imprisoned in a number of mm-hmm. ways. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and I could see like the reason for them not ending their scouting mission, like going deeper would be Imogen. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, the pull becomes so strong that Imogen either on her own goes into the cave system. And it's like, you know, Laden is like, we're not leaving without her. Like we have to go yeah. get her or she's taken or, third option it's just like hey we're here and there's no time like we can't go back like this is the only shot we got um for me it's clunky if they leave and come back i guess um this very much feels like final setting ish doesn't mean it's like you know 10 more episodes i think it could easily be 30 episodes but um 
you know, it feels final setting esque for me. <clears throat> I think um, Drusar was about twenty episodes. Drusar was. I think it was. I think up to like episode eighteen, maybe was Drusar before they left. Um, so I could I could very easily see uh, twenty episodes here, and um, maybe there's some aftermath back on Exandria. I don't know. Um, you know, we've talked about does Pradathos get freed no matter what. So, you know, does this arc end with Atahan maybe? And then Ludinus and Liliana are back on Exandria with Pradathos freed. And, you know, it's like we got to go face them. I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> we're, we're definitely in the tail end of the campaign, though. Or I shouldn't say definitely. We're in the, um, I want to say like we're, the stakes are there. Like, there's a straight line towards like the big climax. Mm. But then again, I kind of felt that way before like the shattered teeth and Feywild stuff happens. So I guess there could be some things that still happen along the way. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to say like, this, we've right. this is a conversation we've been having like the whole campaign. Cause like <clears throat> it, if it feels like if, if Matt wanted to, there could be 10 episodes left. Like if that's True. what he was, right. if that's a story he was wanting to tell. And obviously that would be the shortest campaign there's ever been. If it was only 90 episodes. Um, but it's like, but it's at the same time. I mean, it's a D and D campaign. Obviously, there's these big things happening that seem like, oh, that's gonna be the climax in terms of like a narrative. But it could like, similar to how Matt could end it in ten episodes, he could end it in two hundred. You know, like that's not gonna <laughs> happen. But if he wanted mm -hmm. to, like, this could be the first third of the campaign. Um, so I, I, I really don't know. I agree with you in the sense that like. It feels like we're in the end game. Like we're clearly going to Ruidus. Um, but I I personally don't feel like it's gonna end in ten episodes. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think thirty to forty would make the most sense to me. So it's just like, how does that parse out? And um, because you don't wanna like you don't wanna like, you know, have all the, the rising action and then just like a three month straight line of, of, you know, mm. nothing until the actual climax happens. Um, no, I, I have no doubts that like it can be done. I'm not saying that it can't, but I'm just, who knows how Matt's going to orchestrate that. Like I, I could see them coming back to, to Exandria and this like without the climactic final battle happening on this trip. And I do think you could do that in a satisfying way still. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling here. It's just, it's just the same thing we've talked about several times. I, I don't know what to expect in terms of like, is this it? Is it all popping off from here? Or could we have, you know, the, the re, quote unquote recon mission come back and then things pop off after, you know, whatever. I guess the reason I don't see that happening is because as a recon mission, it creates a nice, explanation for the you know deus ex machina not to happen basically yeah you know orem orem said it really well to i think he was talking to ashton a few episodes ago but basically was like hey we got to get it together because like this is it like there's no mm -hmm. one coming to save us like it's just gonna be us yeah um which i think is a really nice tell about or description of what this final arc could be um, so I, I don't see it being an authentic recon mission in the sense of like, then you have to explain 
okay, so why is why is Keyleth not going with them? You know, mm-hmm. like why is no one else going with them? Um, so I do wonder like what other stories we're going to get about this time period, for lack of a better phrasing. Like I, we still don't know, um, like where the rest of um, I guess Percy was there and Keyleth is there, but like, like I'm very curious, like Pike's reaction to all this, mm-hmm. and like I'm surprised Pike's not there with you know like the gods seemingly at risk um which makes me wonder like what's going on with pike and like what other stories are being told so i'm also curious like what other side content they might create out of all this um because it's a very it's a very like ripe Mm. uh setting if that makes sense yeah certainly um and i i agree that like I think something is going to happen on this recon mission for lack of a better word. Like something's going to go wrong or like there will, like it won't be simply we collected the information and we're coming back. Like, I don't think in any universe that happens. I'm just not sure if like this directly leads to the end Uh, or -hmm. if there could be, you know, like maybe there is a big Atahan fight and maybe Pradathos gets loose, but now it's like, okay, well we got to go back to Exandria now and, you know, deal with the Mm -hmm. fallout or, or whatever. So um, but I, I totally agree with you that it like something's going to happen on this recon mission. I don't want to say necessarily that like the Pradathos fight happens. Um, but yeah, I think it's way too, too primed to set that up, especially like you just mentioned since like, it's kind of neat to not have like all of Vox Machina and all of the mighty nine, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of, they've been secluded, which is nice, you know, for the DM and mm-hmm. narratively to like set up their own stakes. Um, yeah. And I wonder, I, I like not to repeat this, but I do wonder what Ludens has been doing, but I also wonder what Ira has been doing. Like, yeah, at some point we're going to get some insight there. I mean, we know Ira has been on Ruidus for the past month esque, I mm-hmm. guess month, month ish, excuse me. Um, and seemingly either is, working undercover or has found like a, a tribe within the Red Lauren who maybe aren't so loyal to Pradathos, which sounds a bit unlikely based on like the definition of who they are, but maybe not. I don't know. So um I'm very curious to see what Iroh's been working on and what his end game is. Cause he's you know he's a full on agent of chaos. Yeah. So uh and yeah. and, and not even to mention like do we think we're done with Fern's story? Do we think the um, Sorrow Lord Zethuda is 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 the Fey gonna is the uh, not the Fey the um, uh, the court uh, um, Unseelie the Unseelie court are they are they gonna show up in some way I don't know I mean <laughs> I'm very curious about all that too Yeah I don't think her story's done but I, that being said you never know what might be picked up in the reunion like the mighty nine reunited you know like it could mm-hmm. be like that's where fern's stuff is handled so like that's definitely possible but i definitely think that like that whole thing is not just a nothing burger like that's mm-hmm. which is we again we've talked about this but that's almost a reason why i think <clears throat> um we might see Pradathos actually get loose and then kind of deal with what that means and for example, the unseelie like trying to, you know, cement their new position with this mm-hmm. power vacuum. And then that's kind of how Fern's side of things get brought back into it with her dad and everything. Um, but again, like that could easily be a reunited thing or something we talked about in a previous episode was that could even be like some campaign for set dressing, not the Fern mm-hmm. part, but just 
you know, dealing with the power vacuum. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's so, it's so hard to say, you know, um, I don't <laughs> know. Really, our episode. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> I, here's what I'll say though. And I, I just, and not that anyone was questioning this, but I think like I have faith in what Matt has planned. And I also think that he's left room. Like it's not all set in stone, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll just, it'll be interesting to see, but I really like your point about Ira. Cause like, I definitely see that coming in. Like, I don't think that would be a, uh, bells, hells reunited type of thing. Like, I think that's, that shoe is definitely going to drop and that might mm-hmm. even be, the inciting incident that causes the simple recon mission to kind of go awry, like whatever mm-hmm. Ira's cooking up. Um, like I, I'm, that might be what I'm most interested in, honestly. Cause like, mm-hmm. is he, is he secretly allied with lewdness? You know, we've, we've thought we've, there's been some conversations. I'm like, how old is Ira? Was he the one, you know, um, or is he just completely rogue, completely chaos demon after his own goals? And if so, how do those, do those conflict or do they align with what Ludinus has got going on? Um, oh, and I remember just remembered a train of thought about the Rylora, and you were talking about like, could some of them be like not maybe like not on board with the whole Perdasos right. thing? I'm curious if even like how much of an awareness do they even have? Like, because they might have oh. they might have a full awareness. They might know that you know, Pradathos, we were imprisoned up here for this, but like, what if they're just like a society that this is the only life they've ever known is they've been trapped on this planet and they just live their daily life. Sometimes they get summoned by sorcerers, (laughs) you know, Um, (laughs) but like, maybe they don't even know about Pradathos, but maybe they do, you know? So, but I do think there could be, even if they do know, I think there's gonna definitely be like factions Mm-hmm. You know? No, that's a great insight for sure is what do they know and you know how much is like oral tradition or like you know yeah. legend within the society and like how much is like cut and dry like this is what's true because um, that would be really interesting uh, and it's an interesting like narrative piece too of like um, not like a hierarchy on Ruidus necessarily but just like it it does feel like it does feel like they're not stepping into like a red dusty Mars esque surface with mm-hmm. like, where do we go? Here's a cave. Oh, we yeah. found Prodathos and there were some bad guys on like, it does feel like Matt is really designing. And we've seen that as much in his la- in his previous, um, uh, with, uh, Imogen, um, projecting to it and seeing like wildlife yeah. and, landscapes and so I, I could definitely see there being like a hierarchy of some kind or like you put it just very different factions who maybe have different understanding understandings of Pradathos or maybe even different intentions towards Pradathos. Um yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. some of them could could blame Pradathos for you know right. we've been doomed here because of Pradathos. Yeah, totally. Uh I'm I'm fascinated to find out more because like that was hundreds of years ago when he would have been imprisoned mm. on Ruidus. So like, and you know, one of my, one of my theories Thousands, is that, right. Or at least yeah, a thousand. Yeah. Pro- yeah. I think so. So like a long time. Right. Yeah. And um, like you just mentioned, there's like, it's there, its own unique flora and fauna. So like there's, there's life there. Um, 
And one of my theories uh, was that, you know, that that life is just the life that was on Exandria that was used to imprison him. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. like um, the Tishtan is, mm-hmm. uh, I, I put a video out on, as a while ago, um, but mm-hmm. about how the Tishtan might be the Rylora and they just like got right. transformed after all this exposure right. and time up yeah. there. But like, if like, cause maybe that's just evolution, you know, like are these Rylora the same ones that were imprisoned at the same time as Prodathos and they've lived thousands of years or is it just their descendants now? Like the original ones died and you know, just the evolutionary mm-hmm. process has turned them into what they are now. And if it's the latter, then like, yeah, how much of an oral history is there? Do they mm-hmm. know, you know, that this is what happened to them and this is why they're trapped here or are a lot of them mm-hmm. just ignorant because it's been so long. I'm just very curious to find all these things out. Also, what I'm interested in is they they got, you know, catapulted out into space. <laughs> they got yeeted. Um, what technology did they take with them? Yeah. You know, I mean, because here's what's interesting is Matt, Matt could very much play it as the Tishtan society were like minimalistic. So like, it's not like age of Arcanum style technology that they run into, but it could also be like, you know, I'm very, you know, Matt, I feel like is such a glutton for this kind of like really cool, like world building and like technologies and how things interact. Like I wouldn't be surprised if there's just some really not like a gravity gun, but like, <laughs> you know, there's just like some really cool stuff. And that also might be, you know, maybe that's what I was interested in. You know, maybe in being yeah. an agent of chaos is also really intrigued by the lost knowledge, um, the hidden knowledge on Ruidus, for lack of better phrasing. Um, but I am I'm curious how Matt will create that um that dynamic of like yeah. here's here is the world as we know it. Um you know, and, and you know how people are too. I mean, people as soon as these episodes start to drop, there's gonna be there's gonna be players who are already thinking about their campaign setting on yeah. Rudis. Yeah, um, and I, I'm not in a bad way, by the way. I it's it's great, but I think could we see like a Rudis source book like in the That'd next cool. six months? I mean, wouldn't that be nuts? That would so, be really cool. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I know you and I are, are this way, but I, I would just that would be awesome. Like if there was like a whole like mm-hmm. detailed civilization and you know their own history and all these things like how I would eat that up um so yeah i mean <clears throat> i'm i'm just excited to find these things out like it seems like now not that not that we're getting all of those answers obviously but it seems like now is the time cuz we're going to mm-hmm. do recon so i'm very interested to see what they find out and uh but but to circle back around here to what you were saying i definitely think the ira thing is maybe like what's about to pop, like cause mm-hmm. things to go haywire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um. So speaking of going haywire, I want to talk about Imogen, Can I bro. Know? I've I've been throwing around this kind of like semi joke. I've been saying I'm going to do a video on it, but <laughs> it, it's it, you know how it goes, right? Yeah. But every time this 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 stuff happens, I'm like, I need to make a video on this. Dude, this party has such where the baddies energy <laughs> of like, you know, Imogen goes to the little little Pradathos egg area, you know, little the sweet little yolk in the center. And she's like, this is pretty cool. I like it. You know, and Orem, Orem is naturally extremely suspicious mm. as he has been for the entirety of this campaign. We know Orem has 
planned a um an out for each of his character each of their characters yeah. a way to neutralize them yeah. we know that he legitimately asked fern to kill imogen if the day came and then now we have i'm not knocking their relationship you know you have really great relationships and you have less healthy ones <laughs> i just don't know about ladna and imogen there's just i just i'm like should we get a second opinion guys because yeah. ladna's like yeah you know drink that up get you some you know and imogen's like okay yeah but then like fcg's like yes because i'm your friend but also this sounds like i don't know you know i mean I don't know, man. I'm I'm just I feel like we got some real evil vibes happening within the group. <laughs> well, <with> that. <laughs> OK, I got to I got to push back on the evil word because like, evil I don't think is too strong a word. Yeah. Evil. I mean, like path to you know, when I say evil, I don't mean like black and white, like twirling yeah. mustache. I just mean like, you know, slippery slope. If my, you yeah. Will. My, guided by perhaps their own self-interests rather yes. than, you know, yes. the good of the world, which which. Which that's I think those make the most compelling characters. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the whole Thanos did nothing wrong thing. It's like you right. can see the path that he took to get to his decision. So I, I'm just nervous, man. I'm nervous. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I yeah, I get what you're saying. I think that uh, I think the whole Imogen feeling at home thing is it makes sense, you know, given mm-hmm. like it's kind of like not her purpose, but like she's rude as born and like you feel like you're kind of, it's the PCU that's been missing. Right. And I don't like, I think that wasn't, wasn't the word purpose used though. I think probably. Yeah. Like, I think there was something like, like this is your purpose or like something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Which we get into like this whole kind of like philosophical discussion of like, mm. if like, you know, this little baby girl that was like, influenced, choose her. Right. Like influenced by Pradathos and ruinous, mm-hmm. like, like it wasn't her decision, you know right. what I'm saying? So like, yes, if she was like utilized for this purpose, that doesn't necessarily make it like, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here, but it like, I don't know. I I don't blame her. Like it's kind of outside of her control that she feels at home and feels so good. Right. You know? So like now what, what action <laughs> she might take because of that, you know, there can yeah. be blame tossed around, but, um, I don't know. This is just it's so fascinating, right? Because there's also this whole conversation of like, not are the gods good or evil, but just like, is, is Pradathos being imprisoned kind of like against the natural order of things? Like, should mm-hmm. Pradathos be out? You know, mm-hmm. like, should, like, is it so wrong for <laughs> like her to feel good and maybe want this to happen? You know, and I don't think she does want it to happen. Like she's said as much that she's on the, team gods for now mostly because of ladna Mm -hmm. um but i know i'm kind of like jumping tracks here but on that specifically we also have the whole groon moment which something imogen said earlier was like i've talked to the gods my whole life they've always ignored Mm me well now she like literally had one talk Mm -hmm. to her so i'm interested if like that's going to be a push and pull i mean obviously she doesn't have a relationship with with the storm lord or anything but but too little, too late, Stormlord. That's yeah, what I, I mean, think. definitely, like, definitely. You, you could have made a phone call before, yeah. like your life was on the line. You know, maybe you could have built up some goodwill a little bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely, like last minute, like oh, like somebody yeah. put in a call real quick. I should call her. <laughs> yeah, like 
So. I'm not I'm not giving Stormlord any credit for that. But what I will say, what I will say is that if like if we remove Predatos from the equation, Stormlord does kind of make sense. Like, you know, her whole thing is like the red True. storm like this. That True. could be like it doesn't make sense in the sense that there's like a personal relationship there. But just in terms of mm-hmm. theme, it would yeah. make sense. Thematically, it's there. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and yeah, maybe I mean, this is the first breadcrumb to that so yeah i don't know yeah i i don't know i'd have to see like a pretty heavy swing for her to be like pro like pro pro deity like we must defend the gods like i would i'd have to see a a pretty massive swing for that um and it's been a little bit of like the awkwardness of the campaign and like you know it's like the mission is to save the gods and yet no one really cares much about the gods um so like i'm i'm not against there being a little bit more of like you know traction in that relationship Mm -hmm. um having said that though i mean i don't know man i i just really i'm really it's interesting because fern mentioned you know hey yeah i've never felt the pull and we know that's because imogen is an exultant right Right. exultant uh which we haven't really figured out what that is um Adahan's one too, right? I think so. And and Liliana, and Liliana as well. is as well. Right. So I wonder if Matt's gonna give us clarity on like what what exactly that is. Is it just kind of like a one in a hundred are exultants? Or going back to your original comment, is this more of like a is it fate or is it free will? Is this more like Pradathos is doing? Um I don't know. I'm pretty interested with that. Yeah. I mean, that would be my guess. Like they have been more directly and heavily influenced mm-hmm. would be what the exultants are. Um, but why is it random chance or was it right? deliberate, you know, selection? That's interesting. Well, knowing, knowing how powerful um, Imogen, Adahan and Liliana all are. Yeah. Well, then actually I was going to say maybe Pradathus chose them knowing how like their natural affinity, so to speak. But then again, maybe Pradathus's touch is what, you know, led them to be so proficient. Yeah. Cause I mean, Adahan before she even met Ludinus was, um, uh, what was her title? Like she had a reputation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, remember the title off the top of my head, but she was like a war hero. Yeah. Huge war hero. Yeah. Right. So curious about that too yeah but yeah i don't don't, i guess never say never like who knows what could happen but at this point i don't see a a turn from imogen like i don't see imogen explicitly to the length of like i'm going the other way from you guys and like Mm -hmm. betraying you i think there obviously could be like some interesting narrative tension and stuff with certain like small situations like hey we gotta go and imogen like is like i can't leave like you know Mm -hmm. or like i'm not leaving like maybe something like that but not something like i'm gonna cast fireball on bell's hells because like we are diametrically Mm -hmm. opposed on this um i I think her mom could be more the interesting thing yeah true i was gonna say i could see like a little bit of a civil war-esque moment not like full-blown combat but like not unlike the uh end of episode three i think in calamity where it was like hey we need to destroy the tree and it's like i'm not we can't and then like 
the stakes like go to 11 all of a sudden you're like <laughs> yeah. oh whoa was that power word it was disintegration or uh disintegrate <laughs> so um i i do think in the next 10 ish episodes we're going to see some kind of meaningful encounter like something i'm just thinking in terms of like pacing it would be weird to this is with the presumption that the campaign ends with Lutinus, which it may, it may not. I'm just presuming he is the big bad, but but again, may not. Um, I'm thinking Adahan has to be in there somewhere, right? So, mm. could we see an Adahan encounter like round two in the next 10, 15 episodes? Maybe that makes the most sense to me for where they're at right now, you know, because like. Again, who knows what the, the the chessboard might look at look like in order to level the playing field? But if we take if we take leveling the playing field out of the equation, like it doesn't make sense for them to fight Perdathos or Ludinus. Like Ordahan seems like the the one that makes sense right now. So I could even see that being like the fight that happens on this recon mission potentially. But I'm also just curious, like what Ordahan's plans are because we know she's kind of mm-hmm. she's aligned with Ludinus. But like mm-hmm. kind of she's not really like she's not doing it for the same reasons he is because of her conversation with the Unseelie that we were privy to. Right. And we also if we remember, she's not just like a lackey. She is the leader of the Paragon's Call, like right. the master of like mercenaries guild or whatever organization, whatever you want to call it. So right. um, what what does she want? Because like we, right. we saw that conversation with the Unseelie, but it doesn't. To me, it doesn't feel like she's that's what mm-hmm. she wants like she wants mm-hmm. the unseelie to she wants uh, we did this last time but salt soramon whatever the guy's salmonar salmonar <laughs> like i don't think she's all in it to get salmonar yeah. a, a lofty right. position like maybe she is maybe right. she like worships salmonar or something but like so like what does she want like what like is she just right. purely in service to perdathos and if so wouldn't she just be aligned with lewdness you know like so that's a big yeah. question mark for me yeah um there's some other question marks um namely are we going to get some background on fcg on ruidus like if we're encountering some pre-age of arcanum tech could we get some kind of Mm. tech that's insightful for fcg or utilized in some way i mean not just in terms of like power up but i mean like we still don't know um his full history right Uh, and we and I feel like there's more, there's another shoe to drop there, but maybe there isn't. Maybe it's, you know, maybe Matt's satisfied with like the heavily implication of it. Um, but I don't know. I could have, I feel like there's definitely room for like a more fleshed out of what's going on there. I don't think there's another shoe to drop in so far as like, there's another like reveal hidden mm-hmm. within that information. Like, you know, like, Oh my gosh, what? Like FCG was mm-hmm. lewdness is personal assistant like i don't think it's something like that but i I do think there's prime story to be to be harvested Mm -hmm. there still um now so will that happen on ruidus i'd probably lean no but i mean i guess who knows who's up there like who knows Mm -hmm. we know ludinus uses that kind of tech so like maybe there are some things up there that could give us some information but I think we're more primed just for the grand story that's happening in, in some image and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which <clears throat> I know we've been just kind of going off on this one kind of subject the whole time. Um, 
just as I, I know we might be running out of time here soon, I do want to talk about a couple mm-hmm. other things, unless there's anything yeah. else in this no, vein no, that you good. wanted to. Yeah, yeah. About. Okay. <clears throat> um, one, um, uh, the the Grandma Mori stuff, which, oh, um, <laughs> I know I you were it. talking about the wish spell. I wasn't. I didn't make the connection that that's what it was. Do you think that oh, is what it you is? Don't think. I thought she had the means of doing the wish spell. That I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. And I mean, if you're gonna draw a mechanic to how you know these arch fay hags or whatever do these things for people, then that would make sense. That that just like never, that never crossed my mind. It never clicked yeah. for me. And maybe it's unfair for me to even jump to that. Maybe maybe it wasn't that. Um, let me see. And um, to be clear, I'm not saying that that's wrong. I just was bringing up that that you that like triggered not triggered that like clicked for me when you said that because i had never like considered that like yeah to i mean the mechanism i'm i'm pretty sure it's like the most powerful sp- like I, when i said uh, this may have been my thanos d- description of like remaking reality i don't know what the actual <laughs> description says yeah um but um there's it's involved in my current campaign is why i assumed mm. it i need to just find a description here of it um wish spell 5e here we go okay um wish is the mightiest spell a mortal creature can cast by simply speaking aloud you can alter the very foundations of reality in accordance with your desires um then there's like more like mechanical stuff you can do yeah um so i mean it would make sense i mean clearly it's D D. it like you know the hags I'm mm-hmm. again just gonna I don't want to use the same word in my description here. So the hag's power to mm-hmm. adjust things could could easily be just following the rules of 5e wish, but it could also just be, you know, this is something that hags can do. And you know, mm-hmm. the DM could just make mechanically out of that whatever they wanted. It um, it is very hag-esque. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's it's just hags are tricksters. I mean, I had a moment in my one of my campaigns early, early on where there was sort of like a what do you want? Now here it is in return, but with the consequence. So right. I, I could see it being just that, but based on Travis's wording of calling it a wish and knowing the power of uh Morrigan as an Archfey, I I'm suspicious that it's not that I I would think that it is the wish spell. Um but yeah, I, I didn't even consider it wouldn't it be, but now that you're talking about it, I can totally see that it's not. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Um, but I just, uh, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I never thought of that. Um, but so okay, so two chetneys, and I'm not looking at it now. And similar to your, I know you rewatched it, but similar to you prior to that, it's been like three weeks since I saw mm-hmm. that part. Mm-hmm. Was his wish Wasn't it like, was it to be the best or was it to be the most famous? Do you remember? Oh man. I did just rewatch this like two hours ago. Um, I think he said, I want to be the greatest toy maker the world has ever seen. Like something like that. And then grandmother Maury notably said, um, like smiled and said, you will be notorious, Uh, which notorious seems to imply something a little negative there. Yeah. (laughs) But so, I mean, obviously like that could go and like we were just talking about with like monkey's paw and like the consequence, like Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see, but he only gets that if he brings back the, 
right. the shard of Pradathos, if you will. Which, what could that mean? Like, what you know, yeah, what if, that if, could happen if they do that. this? If Pradathos <laughs> gets out, speaking of like the power vacuum, an archfey yeah. with part of that power could be terrifying. I just um, love the hubris of this character and how Matt's created this. Just some of these like subtle details just came together so well. Like we know she's a collector. Yeah, she collects these cool artifacts. What greater artifact for her collection <laughs> than the shard of the literal god eater? Yeah. I mean, I just love it. Yeah. And again, what what could go wrong? No big deal. Sure. Right. Yeah. So I would so. I would love to see that. Now, like if that all happens, like I don't think we would like get a front row seat to like what that mm-hmm. means, but it could be like a cool in mm-hmm. campaign four kind of uh, in the background some information about like mm-hmm. this happened and you'd be like oh is that because like i think that could be a kind of cool thing um but yeah i mean i i liked that chetney asked for that i thought it really made sense for his character in terms of the whole like mm-hmm. fcg being like well if if he did i'm sure it was to help everybody yeah. you know like um no it was totally for me <laughs> yeah i mean it, it plays into everything Mm -hmm. we know about chet you know kind of wrestling with his own mortality wanting to do something wanting to leave a legacy like this was his way of maybe like shortcutting that like make me so you know and and again strike two for we're the baddies you know i mean (laughs) just another (laughs) i mean another feather of the cap i get what you're saying i get what you're saying it wasn't Mm -hmm. a it's definitely not a selfless wish but i I, again (laughs) not that you were saying this but i don't think it's an evil thing that he did i think it's a human thing. i think i think things things can be wrong and evil without being intentionally evil i mean but you would you, you would use the word evil for that i i would use the word uh, well i don't know we don't know the outcome so like hindsight's 2020 i think i think i'd have if i'm playing a heroic character <laughs> for yeah. lack of a better phrasing i have hes- reservation reservations and hesitations about giving the fragment of the God eater to this person of questionable intent. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I think sometimes we just lump it into such like black and white zones. And, you know, I, I think uh, Robbie Damon said it really well during EXU. He said, what makes an evil character? You know, it's, it's human characters making human decisions that make sense to them. Uh, and that's he was explaining like when he thinks about playing an evil character that's yeah. his process now back then i thought it was like maybe a, a sneaky reveal that he was going to become evil which <laughs> it wasn't but um you know i mean could morgan be wanting to like use this to consume the other archfey like it's just i'm just very just seems like more bad could happen from this than good <laughs> But you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're saying. So, that, that, whatever, that's fair. And you know, whatever evil intention she may have, which she may not have any, she'll have Orm there to help her do it. So, right. you know, <laughs> well, that yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about next. Is um, I was slightly surprised by that one because I'm I'm wondering what what does he get from that? We don't really know. It's just that he was empowered by her in some way. True, but he's. He's just he's just the dad, man. He's just a good guy. You know, he wants to see his friends make it out. He wants his his friends are his family. He wants his friends to survive. Um, I thought it was very noble. Even if he got nothing out of it, I think it was very noble and very on brand for his character. Um yeah. I mean I, I don't know how mechanically it makes sense, you know. I mean, like 
I don't know how Morgan's going to protect the party, so to speak. Um, yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Cause like it, the way it was worded was that like he would be more capable, right? Like in order to protect them type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But then like, I'm just curious what, cause like for this deal, he gets the benefits right now because he needs them. Right. To, so yes. like, is this going to be like a, a literal, like Orem buff and not saying this is what it is, but is it going to be something like here's, you know, plus three to all roles, you know, because bless of the Morgan, mm. or is it more mm -hmm. like bless something like something you call upon? Like yeah. things are looking really bad. I'm using my boon <laughs> from Morgan, Sorry. which, you know, not that, right. she, not that she's going to appear on Rudis, but more in line with how she showed up and saved them when they were escaping from the unseelie situation. Mm. You know, mm. is it more something like like that or is it like a literal like Orem got beefier? Like he got some stats. Mm. I'm curious. Yeah, he's jacked. He's yeah. just <laughs> <clears throat> Which, woke up with an eight pack. I'm glad I'm glad he like made sure on the wording of like we all have to come back like alive. Mm. Um which I'm curious. I mean, there's also the whole element of like this is Fern's grandma. And I mean, they made the deals of their own volition. So like, I don't think that like she'll just wipe them away. But I wonder if there will be any like. They're going to be like less intense because Morgan. Because they're connected to Fern or mm -hmm. um, I, I say that because like, I wonder if even though he tried to be so specific, like if they go on this uh, recon mission and come back. Like, is that the coming back? Like, even before the potential final fight, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. did she pull something? And then I have, haven't seen the episode in a couple of weeks, so maybe that was even specified. Like, like once Pradathos is dealt with, we come back. Or, if, um, But yeah, again, I don't know if Morgan would, like, pull something like that on one of Fern's friends. Like, if it would be more, okay, no, mm -hmm. obviously mm -hmm. he meant this. Um, mm -hmm. But then what do you think? <clears throat> Assume that all happens. What do you think that means? Like, is he just going to live with her at, at ligament manor and be her little butler boy or is he going to like you know be like the harbinger of chaos and have to like you know go kill people for her and i got you know like i wonder just I what know. that entails I, I you know i mean there's no limits on yeah. one's desire for power man and i i do wonder maury's in game and you know we know that deities have champions maybe this is enticing to her because it's a step towards God, like Godhood. Yeah. I mean, she wants the shard of the God eater too. I just, I don't know. Like mechanically, I, in, I apologize. I can't get proper credit here. Cause I was just randomly scrolling, but someone, uh, maybe it was in our discord. Actually, I thought it was on Reddit, but now that I'm saying, and I can't remember where I placed it, but some, I, someone else mentioned like maybe Orm takes a point in warlock and Morgan is his deity. Um, which I thought was an interesting take on it. That would be like, um, I want it for his patron. Excuse me. If that happened, I wonder if Orm would just be a level higher than everyone else, you know? Cause like, That'd if it's cool. just like his yeah. next level is in warlock, then he didn't really get anything, you know? True. True. It would yeah. just purely be a flavor thing, which there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But like, well, Matt's been known to homebrew like feats and stuff. So yeah. I mean, <clears throat> could be, he just hasn't revealed it yet. But anyway, I will say we're, we're about out of time, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, um, um, I think that's. I mean, I think that's that's pretty much all I really wanted to talk about. Um, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, this was kind of a, a preparation episode. So, mm -hmm. 
wasn't too much to like dissect. Um, but yeah, uh, again, tomorrow we're going to get kind of get to find out more about this stuff, but y'all let us know your thoughts on, on all of these things. I would love to hear y'all's speculations on these wishes, but also all the rudest Pradato stuff we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you wanted to skedaddle doodle on? <laughs> <laughs> You just own that? Um, yeah, just going to take that one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, well, yeah, y'all, again, just to, to rope it back around here, uh, join the Discord. It's the best place to, to chat with us, and we'll be having our Sunday fun days kicking up soon. Oh, I meant to say this at the beginning, but um, I think Fantasy High Junior Year starts tonight. Hmm. Um, we won't be covering that like we cover you know, Critical Role and stuff, but um, I've been making my way through Fantasy High Season 1. Make my way. Um, so I'm I'm in no way ready to watch junior year tonight, obviously. But if whether you similarly haven't seen Fantasy High, or even if you have and you just like to rewatch it, that's another reason to join the Discord because uh as I'm watching through, I'm doing that in watch party-esque fashion. So anybody that wants to watch Fantasy High along with me can do so in the Discord. Uh, we usually have a, a handful of people, it's been fun. Almost done with season one. So we're about to kick off on sophomore year of Fantasy High. So Good little refresher before junior year for anybody that's interested. Um, other than that, our live stream tomorrow, Friday at 1 p.m. Central time in the in the U.S. time. Day after tomorrow, Friday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I thought it was Thursday for some reason. Um, yep. And then uh, Games Done Quick. Though Blake and I will be talking about it more, I'm sure, in, in other places. But just a reminder that that starts Sunday. Blake and I love it, so check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got. I love you guys. Thanks for watching. Bye, guys.